When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to get your brand and an advert for it gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across Acast's other hit podcasts? Well, you can. We will even get creative and make the ad for you. Contact us through producerpool.co.uk and we will tell you all about the available sponsorship offers. Today on Fantasy Five, it's Meryl Streep versus Tom Hanks. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history, and real life. But today, it's not just the noise next door. We are joined by a very special guest. Miss Lauren Patterson is joining us. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for joining us. We are today going to be pitting you against uh, Matt in a game of fantasy football, the fantasy being the key element here, because it's Meryl Streep versus Tom Hanks. Uh, Before we get into the teams, I should introduce myself. I am Tom. I'm today's host, and I'm joined by Sam, who is uh, my pundit with me today. Sam, what's up? Um, I am brilliant as a pundit. Um, <laughs> and it's like. lucky that because it is it is our job to provide criticism <laughs> and insight into the manager's lineups and later we will be in charge Tom and I of the highlights from today's fixture indeed well, we, we briefly heard from Lauren there but let's say hello properly Lauren welcome to the show how are you feeling about being on Fantasy 5 I feel very confident in Merrill we trust what's your what's your football knowledge like limited yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is about seven steps up from Matt, so that's fine. I've been beaten already. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I would describe Matt's football knowledge as way, way lower than limited, a sort of... Yeah. Um, if anything, it's getting a little worse over each episode because it's getting too confusing. You guys keep on using new terms, and so I'm what, actually like remembering less. cards, that was the one that tripped you up a few weeks back. Oh, did that? Yeah. There's no sin bin. There's no that. sin bin. All these new rules Matt's learning. But look, it's not important. What is important is your knowledge of metal streep. Um, yes. You're up against Matt. Matt, your team today? Yeah, Tom Hanks and the characters thereof. Very exciting times. Uh, Hanks for having me. And let's look forward to a few little woodies. (laughs) That's, That's the sort of content I came for. Well, we've met the managers, as usual. Just a quick spoiler warning here. If you've not seen every film that Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep have been in, there might be minor or major spoilers at this point. I I literally don't know. But just, you know, if you hear a film that you don't know mentioned and you think I might watch that one day and you're the sort of person that's offended by spoilers... Sort, sort yourself out, you know? Uh, we can't hold your hand the whole way through this thing. You have been warned! 
Also, please, if you enjoy the show, head to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, give us a follow and a review. Five stars would be great. We'd accept a four. We've only had five so far. Don't want to tempt fate. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear those fantasy fives. Did you see the dog come in just to give me my own hat? <laughs> it was very. I was like, "Thank you, oh, thank you." I think you, you Ralph. need this. I think you need this. Guess <laughs> you get cold. Um, we are going to start off with Lauren Patterson. You are Team Meryl Streep. Tell us how was the process and what players have you picked? So I picked the Meryl Streep films I can remember, which seemed a good. <laughs> A good starting point. And then I kept getting confused, thinking, oh, that's a good Meryl Streep film. And then I realised it was Helen Mirren, also (laughs) iconic, but not Meryl Streep. (laughs) So I think that might be my subs bench is just Helen Mirren. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because if Streep wasn't available, they could have bought in Helen Mirren. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But there are so many iconic Meryls. She is going to be an unstoppable football team. I can't wait. I can't wait. So t- t- who's your first pick? Who's your, who's your star player? Okay, so I don't understand the, the jobs of the players. Yeah, so the I've got two, two set ones, and then the rest I'm just going to assume I know where they go on the pitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the one that I know is the captain, the boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Meryl in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and that is Meryl as Miranda Priestley in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. mm. Sure. Like, Iconic. she has to be the captain because you would do anything she says straight away. You would not fuck around. Like, she would get stuff done so efficiently. And think how well dressed the entire oh, team would be. What like, a kit those this uniforms is be. would be immaculate. <laughs> the <laughs> boots as well, the shoes. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. Have some quality kicks. Whoa. Sorry, the dog is just. Can you can you leave me alone, please? <laughs> no. Okay. Just gonna join in. Who's your favourite Meryl Street player, dog? <laughs> what, what's your dog's name? Dog's called Ralph. <laughs> just getting the verdict from Ralph. <laughs> yep. Oh, he is here. Just squeaky toy, and he's off. <laughs> That'll do it. But yeah, Miranda Priestley, and as well, she's very like cold well we think she's cold mm. obviously the twist is she's actually got a heart all along it's just hidden in a block of ice um <laughs> <laughs> but i think that would mean she'd be very like no nonsense she wouldn't let her emotions get in the way of the game she would be a very strong leader i do worry that she might scare the players too much mm. like nobody wants a manager who they're like absolutely terrified of but also gonna bring a bit of order to the team and on board yeah she certainly inspires loyalty on the pitch and like you said she's tough so you're thinking of a sort of like a defensive sort of player or or an attacking Uh, sort of player we can help you through the positions as we go i think she'd be the player who like sort of sets everybody up so she like you know what i mean she's like sort of engineers it all but then she puts the goal in at the last minute and takes all the credit for it like that one so you, it's, yeah, like a captain midfielder is what I'm hearing Cap- here. Who who captain takes the penalties? Captain like. That is who. Yeah. You know when you watch them, the ones who this is from a very limited. I watched a Man U game to impress a boy the other day. I think, I, I think I'll just stay single. Um, did not understand. Uh, but there was like this one guy who got like the goal in, and then the way he went on, I was like, you'd think that you like 
did all of that, but you literally just tapped it in at the last minute and all the other boys needed all the graft. <laughs> I feel like she, she's... She wouldn't necessarily take all the glory. Like she would take all the glory, but she's also done the hard work as well. Yeah, she's got that because she's she's like the editor, right? It's like a, the editor yes. in chief of what's the magazine? Yeah, the- what's it called again? Made up org, is- isn't it? It's basically runway. Org. Runway, that's it. Runway. <laughs> I, I watched it the other week as well. I was like, ooh, what is <laughs> I knew this football question. <laughs> is Runway a real magazine or is it a fictional one? Is it I think basically it's based Vogue, on Vogue, but... isn't it? Yeah. 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 Right, okay. I do worry about her alienating other people, but you need that strong character. If you watched Man United the other day, you might have seen the commentary. You might have seen Roy Keane. She feels, two words, Roy Keane. She feels very much like this powerhouse midfielder who's not going to take any crap. And if you And if you're a bit weak next to her... That's tough luck, mate. You're off the team. Yeah. I bet you'd have a good tackle on her, but like a dirty tackle. Oh, yeah. Like, I do quite like watching them videos on YouTube of like when the players get proper like tackled and then the guy who did it will be like, mummy, mummy. And I'm like, there's literally nine cameras. We saw it was you. We saw it was you from every angle and in slow motion. (laughs) So uh, I'm really picturing uh, the the football boots being high-heeled football boots, but like all the spikes in in the shoes, the studs, they're all high heel. Height. Yeah, and then so that's going to give her an Oof. advantage because she's going to mm. have a little bit of elevation on the pitch. That's true. I love it. And, and we know we know quality is, I mean, Meryl's bag, but this is this is an Oscar-nominated role. Oh, it's the Oscars next week. I should have definitely said that when we introduced Ooh. the bloody uh, show. <laughs> Maybe we'll add that in and cut this out. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's an Oscar-nominated character. So we know she's, she's up for awards. She's going to mm-hmm. be, I mean, that's Meryl all over, isn't it, basically? We love Meryl. Yeah, she'd have so many medals. And they're like, she would have like a gold room and that would be for all her like, do you get gold, silver and bronze in football? You don't, do you? You don't. <laughs> the Olympics? What? I'm thinking of the Olympics. Yeah. Well, there is football, football in the Olympics. Olympics so yeah. if she's, you know, if she's been in the Olympic squad for yeah. Meryl Streep football, this is getting convoluted now. But yeah, then she could have gold. Yeah. Who was it? Was it? I think it was one of the Williams sisters. It went viral not long ago when she was showing somebody around her house with all her trophies and she was like, we don't keep second place. Like, that would be Meryl. She would just have all of her... <laughs> she would have all of her, like, winning trophies and then there would be, like, a secret little room of shame tucked away, which is, like, anything below top of the league. I love it. Right, so Miranda Priestley in the middle of the park. She's your captain. Great first choice. Who we got next? Okay, goal. That's another position, I know. <laughs> yes. Goalkeeper. You can tell when I was a kid, right, I was on the girls' football team at school and we used to go all the... We had, like, two girls on the team who I think now are, like, pro women's footballers. Um, and I used to just go because I was enthusiastic. And whenever we'd go to tournaments, I'd be like, why do I never get to play? And then eventually, after about six or seven games, the poor coach, I'd be like, you're kind of a substitute. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 I was literally just brought because they needed a substitute, like, by law or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll just sit on the bench. That's cool with me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, you, ne- you never got on the pitch? I think I did once, um, oh. and that was it. But it was a very short-lived year of a football career. So this is why I don't know any positions other than sub, goal and captain. Because I never got a lad on the bloody pitch. (laughs) But in the goal, I would have Meryl Streep as the mam in Mamma Mia. Is it Donna? Mm. I think she's called Donna. Because... She can dance, so no goals would get past because she got moves. Like... So you're imagining her just in a non-stop sort of swirling dancing state. 
Yeah, and be that's like, how I've she's going to be deflecting the ball. Since I don't know when you're not going in, you're not going in like that. <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah, because it must get boring just being like stood in goal waiting for shit to happen. So I think she would just have a little dance about and then she would save the goals without even realising. She'd just be doing like a beautiful high kick and everyone would be like, and Donna saves it again. And she's like, oh, I did what? (laughs) (laughs) I have to specify, though, this is from the first Mamma Mia film because she's dead in the second one. So that... (laughs) That's not a good... Yeah, she dies in the second one. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Hashtag spoiler thumb. There you go. I said there could be spoilers. There it is. For those desperate to see the plot of Mamma Mia 2, ruined. It makes sense, though. You know why she dies in that one? You know who exec produces that film? It's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has killed her off for this match specifically. Unbelievable. It's all been leading to this moment. But yeah, you can't have a ghost in goal. The ghost is on the subs bench. Like, just in case we get really desperate, we have the ghost of Donna yeah. ready to... <laughs> board ready to really people. <laughs> I like that. So you've got regular Donna who starts because she's from Mamma Mia 1, but on the bench you've got Mamma Mia 2 Donna. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> Surrounded by Helen Mirren's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And, I mean, her musical uh, ability. Uh, is is Street much of a singer? How is she in Mamma Mia? I, I did see it, but I remember thinking it was all a little... I feel like nobody can be as bad as singing in Mamma Mia as all of the dads were. Like, they, they are yes. so bad at it. That if I was the daughter of Mamma Mia, I'd be like, I don't want any of his my dad. You can't hold a note. No, thank you. No, I'm just going to live on my little Greek island with my mum. Thank you. I like that. She's playing in the Greek leagues, just uh, getting yeah. <laughs> getting tanned and, dance, and dancing she in She would golf. know all the best accommodation to put people up in because she's in the <laughs> hospitality industry. Like... <laughs> She's bringing more skills to the team. Happiness on the road as well is important, isn't it? You know, as a comic, you know that if you've had a good night in a hotel before, you're going to be better the next day. If you're staying in a travel lodge, the show is going to be worse. And she'd be like, you know how sort of boy footballers have got like their wags and stuff. Like she's got like three potential partners just for one baby. She would have a whole entourage of, (laughs) what would they be called? Habs, husband and boyfriend. Husbands and boyfriends. Yeah. I like that. She's a real player. And she would be the bad girl. To play football, you have to be a player. So yes. Yeah. (laughs) She's sneaky. Well, she's not sneaky, but she's tactical. She's organized. Who can keep three relationships going at once? So, you know, she'd be able to keep her eye on lots of different things happening. Like, that's actually perfect. a very solid argument. That one. <laughs> perfect goalkeeper. <laughs> which, uh, which, what other, what are her songs in the movie? What? I don't know what she sings. So she does. She sings. She sings "Mamma Mia," doesn't she? Yeah. I'm looking at um at the soundtrack of "Mamma Mia" right now. Uh, she sings in most of them. It seems "Money, Money, oh. Money," "Mamma Mia," "Chiquita," "Dancing Queen," "Our Last Summer." And then she has a little break until "Voulez-vous SOS." Slipping through my fingers, the winner takes it. Oh, I do, I do, I do, I do. When yeah. all is said and done. Yeah, for the most part, she's dancing for a two-hour movie, so a 90-minute match will be fine. Exactly. Be absolutely nothing for her. The winner takes it all. It's good. It's a good It's a good motto to have as well. We know that second place means nothing to her, to her, <laughs> yes. one of her teammates. So she's on that same wavelength with Miranda Priestley in the middle of the park as well. Perfect. I feel like those two would get on, right? I think they would, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would be and they would be like the two players who everybody else kind of wants to sit with and they're like like the mean girls be like no 
no, we say when you can sit with us. And they're like, okay, Miranda <laughs> and Donna. Like, they all want to be Miranda and Donna, but they're not. Mm. They'd also be a bit like, oh my God, we look really similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to happen throughout this game, isn't it? You, it's like that documentary where the three triplets who didn't know they were triplets all met up accidentally. It's going to be like that. Like, oh my God. <laughs> See, this is like, because my dog's only little. If we, like, I've got this big red coat that I normally wear for work. And if we walk past anyone else with a red coat, he's like, Mom, Mom, is that you? Mom? And that would be, like, what all the Merrells would be like on the pitch. Is that you? That's me. <laughs> and then they would just chase their tails for a bit. The Merrells are chasing their tails now. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, no right. questions. <laughs> I accept it. Uh, so we've got Donna in goal. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Um, feels again. Feels like a good pick. I like the the organizer be, being able to juggle three relationships. Also yeah. being able to juggle the ball. Exactly. Uh, strong picks so far, Lauren. Who else have you got? So now you've right. you've just got random stick them out there. See what they see what they but do. I, I've got thought behind it. So yeah. which position on the pitch would be? the one who's very, like, sneaky and, like, gets in and does all the tackling, like that one. Doesn't necessarily score goals, but sort of, like, fucks over all the other players. Well, that sounds like a defender. That sounds like stopping defender. the other team trying to score, you know? Like, nick. I don't it. know if I'm even allowed to have this Meryl, but this is a Meryl from the Ooh. stage and not ah, from yeah. the screen. You're she was um, any Meryl. I remember watching a bit of this at uni. I'm sure we did. Um, or maybe it was A-level. All drama blows into one when you did it for seven years it's just seven <laughs> years of zip zap boying isn't it that's all it is and occasionally <laughs> watching a bit of Merrill. she was katarina in taming of the shrew mm-hmm. and i think t- Merrill and katarina what a combination because she's like she she's the original miley cyrus she can't be tamed that's twice i've made that joke on a noise next door themed <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I did that when I did your show in Brighton. You but yeah, she's she's fiery. She like she doesn't let anybody tell her what to do. She's strong-minded, and I think she'd be the one who like they keep in a cage until the game, <laughs> and then they just let her out like a Rottweiler. That would be Katarina Merrill. I love it. So you like wheel the cage up to the side of the pitch and just sort of like unleash it on the opposition. <laughs> Yeah, everyone would see the cage like rattling and they're like, oh no, it's Taman of the Shrew Merrill. We didn't know she was coming. And she just launches out onto the pitch. Amazing. And if our listeners uh, aren't familiar with Taming of the Shrew, could you describe Katarina's role in it? Just to give them a, give them a, because I feel like Mamma yeah. Me and the Devil Wears part of big films, Taming of the Shrew, fairly niche Shakespeare play. What would well, you she's, <laughs> she's such a good character, but like if I was to write this play in modern times i would totally change the ending so she's this proper like fiery strong-willed woman and all the men are like no oh, she'll never get married because she's got opinions and we don't like those <laughs> um i'm paraphrasing but that's pretty much what they're saying and then basically they set like this guy almost like this challenge of taming her so she's the shrew and they mm. want to like tame her and make her soft and feminine so she can be like a girl and a proper lady and that's this whole like what the whole thing about is him trying to like make her what a woman of the time was, I suppose, which was pushover. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, dogs come back. What are your opinions on Taming of the Shrew, Ralph? <laughs> He's just took a piss. That's um, his oh, opinion of Taming of the Shrew. He's got a puppy mat. He's allowed. He's got a little safety mat down. All <laughs> oh, right, that's all right. 
Um, if if people are still wondering a little bit about Tammy the Shrew, uh, the film Ten Things I Hate About You is yes. based on it. So yeah. we're talking the Julia Stiles character, basically yeah. in that the one who is a, the the Tammy. Um, the Tammy. But it does. It kind of. I mean, I don't want to piss on your chips here, but. She does get tamed, doesn't she? Well, like that, that's what I mean. If I was rewriting yeah. it, I would not have her, like, how she is at the start. She's brilliant. She's me. She's an absolute wreck. Like, yes, please. <laughs> like, doesn't give a shit about pleasing no men. Like, absolute gobshite. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, because it was written, when it was written, um, she gets, like, all tamed at the end. So yeah. I want, like, Act 1, Katarina. That's what I <laughs> Act want. Act 1, Katarina Merrill. <laughs> I love it. The specificity yeah. is important. We always say that you can take the, the person at their prime. So yeah. her her prime is when she's like she's like really hostile, quite violent, isn't she? Like at the beginning. Yeah, she's like, proper. <laughs> she would definitely like a little slap on the pitch. She would be the one being like, "Well, right. me, um, she's bleeding, but I didn't do it." Like, really? You want that? You want that? Yeah, I think the perfect defender. You want that yeah. hostility? Anyone like? Because it's like she's like batting off suitors, effectively, isn't she? So like yeah. she's batting away attackers. I was going to say Van Gogh, but that's not. That's a painter. I think I'm thinking of Zidane. Is that a footballer? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is a yeah. footballer. Is he the one who bit someone's ear off? Did he bite someone's uh, he, ear off? No, he headbutted. Headbutted he head someone. someone. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm thinking of Van Gogh. I'm thinking of ears. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's the link. There we, I knew my brain was going at some pace. But yeah, I think she'd be like the proper... You wouldn't want to get too close to her on the pitch, but that's why she'd be mm. so good at because not everyone would be too scared to come near her. I love it. In case we were worried that we couldn't pick stage versions, there is actually a. I've just looked this up. There is a, a documentary film that follows the making of the Taming of the Shrew at the festival that they did from 1981 Amazing. called Kiss Me, Petruchio. So there's oh. a film of the making of the show, which is brilliant. <laughs> Loophole. Love a loophole. Proper strong loophole stuff. Okay, three three players down. Great picks so far. Yeah. Lauren, what's next? The next one I've got is when she was Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady. Yeah. Mm. Like, mm. so I'm trying to think where best that would go on the pitch. But I feel like, would it be defence? Like, because I feel like she'd be the one who, if you came towards her with the ball, she'd just be like, she'd take out a knife and stab it. Like, well... <laughs> We can't play anymore. What a shame. Like, that would be... <laughs> that It's surprising that professional footballers don't use that tactic more often, isn't it? Just exactly. break, breaking the board. Well, you can't, it's my ball. You can't play. Yeah. You can't play no more. Yeah. Like, there's no half-time drinks for the other team because she's got rid of all the milk. Like, absolutely. <laughs> she would be so, like... Not as cold as Miranda in the sense that Miranda's just like eyes on the prize. She would just not give a. I don't think she even really cares about her team winning. She's just like, <laughs> I'm just here to be difficult and have the glory. Yeah, I guess she, yeah. she's more worried about like intentionally screwing over the other team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'd rather the other team did badly than her team did well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So she wouldn't be, like, scrappy and feisty like Katarina Merrill. I think she would just be very, like, nonchalant, just looking for underhand tactics, sort of swooping around the pitch. Swooping? I swooping. don't think I've ever heard uh, Maggie Thatcher being described as swooping anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't seem like much of a swoopy person, more of a sort of, I don't know, a little 
little tank rolling through slowly. Oh, see, I imagine that. Right, I've just watched Lord of the Rings, also to yeah. impress a boy. Same boy. I'm really going all out, guys. <laughs> um, and you know the big... <laughs> The big like eagles, like Gandalf's eagles. I think should be like that, just like circling. Okay, so my Iron Lady Meryl Streep can fly. That's um, (laughs) that's a bonus caveat because we know if anyone's got secret wings, it's her. She's she's like no, no, she's got Miranda to design her wings that go under her costume. So every now and then, like, so, like she'll have the ball and someone will be coming towards her and she's just like, wings out. And, uh... <laughs> I love it. Ha- handmade gliding wings designed by one player for Margaret Thatcher. This pitch yeah. is already getting pretty weird. Um, Isn't it? Uh, and any other good reasons to have Margaret Thatcher on the football pitch, or is it just her underhanded meanness that you want her for? I was going to say, I don't think she'd just be such a mean like a mean-spirited player that I think it would mm. be beneficial in a way, definitely. Also, Tom Tom Hanks' characters tend to be quite nice, lovable guys, so I don't think they're going to cope well with this this cruelty. No, and that's the thing. See, I think people would expect, like, the women to be all soft and meek, but a lot of Meryl Streep characters are pretty badass, like yeah. Margaret Thatcher, Miranda Priestley. Donna's nice, but that's why we put yeah. Donna in the goal, so she can just distract everybody with her singing and dancing while they're <laughs> fucking shit up on the pitch. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Donna hasn't even realised that Margaret's an eagle. That's She's just <laughs> chassis turning in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's lucky in a way. Like Meryl Streep plays a lot of older characters, which is lucky because we know that Maggie Thatcher wouldn't be able to play with younger players because she is known for screwing over the minors. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> good. Big groan from the crowd. I've got more. Do you want more? I've got more. No. We've got four excellent picks so far, Lauren. Uh We've got one last one. We we already know your bench has got a ghost and a load of Helen Mirrens, but we've got yeah. one more player on the pitch. Who's it going to be? I think this one might actually be like, not necessarily my star player, but my secret weapon. And that's Meryl in Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> which admittedly mm-hmm. I've not seen in a long time, but obviously it's about a woman getting through a divorce and fighting for custody. That's who you want on the pitch. Isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be nobody with more fire in her belly than a Meryl Streep going through a divorce and trying to get custody. Like, that is going to be, she's going to be fast. She's going to be looking for the tiniest mistake so she can pounce on it. She's going to be, like, resilient. More divorced women on football fields. What <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Is it Joe? Joe Kramer? Joanne. Joanna? Joanne? Yeah, something like that. Joanna. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. Do you know what? This is a professional love podcast where I'll Google that. It's Joanna Kramer. It's right. Joanna Kramer. That's good. Yeah. I, I watched that film recently because um, it, it, it's actually it's it's her who abandons the kid in, yeah. the, in the first place, and then she comes back and says, "Oh, sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the kids." And then it's like Dustin Hoffman. He's really like, "Oh no, I want it now." But yeah. then that's what she needs. She needs that incentive. So whatever exactly. she likes, <laughs> you know, if she if she really likes the ball that they're playing with, she needs to abandon it for a bit. But then, then she wants to come back. She's like, I really want that ball. She's going to really want that ball. She's going to really, really yeah. want it. She's going to want the ball. She's going to want the stadium. She's going to want 50% of the <laughs> ticket revenue. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 
And you said she pounces on mistakes, so that might make her quite a good striker, you know, any yes. loose ball in the box, anything. She'll she'll make the most out of any situation. Not a, not a sort of star striker, like you said, but mm-hmm. one that just scores goals anytime there's an opportunity, she's going to get in there. I think she'd be very focused, very eyes on the prize. And this is, she wouldn't be like doing all the tackling. Katarina's got that. Maggie's flying around the stadium. They're sorting <laughs> all that out. But she would be very like, I would, I would say strike while the iron's hot, but that sounds more like Maggie being the iron lady. Um, strike while the iron's flapping around like an eagle. Um, <laughs> as the popular as the saying goes. Saying goes. <laughs> but yeah, I think she'd be very, she'd be the one who like, I've, I noticed this when I was trying to be interested in football the other day. Now there's some players you don't see for bloody ages and then they just pop up and do something brilliant. And you're like, where's this guy been? He was good. <laughs> she would be like that. She would just like pop up when you least expect it and do something brilliant because she's been watching. She's been observing. It's another good, good quality to have in a striker. Like you don't, you don't think that they're affecting the game and then bang. Oh, oh what? Yeah, yeah. I lost my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my kids. M- middle of the game. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe because of this, because she leaves and kind of comes back, maybe it's better to have her starting on the bench, and then she's more she's more uh... Uh, deadly coming on because she's been sitting there stewing over it. You know, she's yeah. on, on the bench stewing over the fact that she needs more money from her. Her uh, husband, her ex-husband, <laughs> and wants that kid back. So she's stewing and legs it on super sub. Absolutely. I mean, that does the, mean that you would then have to start yeah. with a ghost. So, <laughs> unless you've got <laughs> any other Merrells that you're interested in talking about. I have one more Merrell that Ooh. I wanted on the bench, okay. and that's yeah. um. Yeah. You probably, I probably should have mentioned this one sooner. Sophie's choice Merrell, but the reason yeah. you can't have her on the pitch for the whole game is she wouldn't be able to make any bloody decisions. So that's why we can't, every time she'd be like, oh, do I score the goal and get the glory? But it's going to mean tackling this player and they're going to hurt themselves. Oh, this is Sophie's choice. And all the other Merrells would be like, not everything is Sophie's choice. Stop it. No. So we can't have a, she is the me when I was on the girls football team. She's just got to sit on the bench until she learns to make some decisions. (laughs) So we're not going to start with Sophie. No. You're going to stick with your original decision and and keep uh, Joanna Kramer starting up front and Sophie's no, choice. I think, I think maybe we do put Kramer on the bench and start with Ghost Merrill <laughs> just to like get in Tom Hanks's head because he's going to be like, yeah. is that a ghost and why is there an eagle? Like, so they're going to be <laughs> disorientated right from the start. It's good. He doesn't then, do a lot of horror or fantasy, so he'd be really exactly. confused. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'd say within ninety seconds we sub. Ghost Merrill for Kramer, because that's enough time for a woman to get angry. Ninety seconds, we can go from <laughs> we can go from zero to one hundred that quickly. But then it's also quick enough that all the Tom Hankses will be like, "Wait, where did Ghost Merrill go?" Like, I'm sure there was a ghost on the pitch, and then they'll be doubting themselves. They'll be on the back foot. They'll be weak, and they're gonna get pecked by Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> I've got to be honest. This is one of the the most startling tactical decisions we've had on on Fantasy Five. <laughs> this this ninety second sub that's got to be some yeah. sort of record. Yeah. But by the time you've sort of tried to think, like, is that is that a ghost? Why is she doing a pirouette? Is she singing ABBA? And then before you know it, Joanna Kramer's on the pitch, and you'd be like, "Have I just what has happened? Where has she gone? Mm. Did I imagine it? Am I losing my mind?" And then you're four goals down already by the time this has happened. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's good as well that the ghost will be playing the first 90 seconds up front, far away from Donna, who's in goal, and seeing her future. <laughs> but she's a, she's going to die soon at some point. Yeah. She can't see that because she's just busy dancing in the goal, far away from the ghost. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I've got to be honest, this team <laughs> has been a delightful journey. We've got e- Eagle Maggie Thatcher flying about. We've got ghost subs. Uh, yeah. So... Lauren, could you just remind us then of your of your the starting lineup, the starting lineup of your fantasy five? Okay, so by the way, as well, about five minutes before I started to record this, I was like, I hope I've got the right idea of what this podcast is. You've nailed it. You've nailed it. I was like, I hope I have not misunderstood. Um, right, so my starting lineup is in goal. We have Meryl as Donna from Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia One. And then Captain Boss Merrill is Miranda Priestley from Devil Wears Prada. And then we've got our striker is Taman of the Shrew, Katarina Merrill. We've got our defender slash sky position. (laughs) Um, General overhead observer is Iron Lady Margaret Thatcher slash Eagle Merrill. Um... And then he was, oh yeah, and then to start with, for the first 90 seconds only, we have Ghost Donna from Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. Just for 90 seconds. That's a hell of a fantasy five. <laughs> we are going to take a short break and we will be back with Matt's Tom Hanks team. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. 
welcome back. It is time for Matthew Grant's Tom Hanks team. There was a lot going on there in that Streep team. Matt, what you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of uh, of Lauren explaining football and indeed uh, Shakespeare to me because finally I understand these things way better. It makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I knew there was a flying position. <laughs> just knew it. Uh, so, well, yeah, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, what can I say? I'm going to start with a, a defensive position. I'm going to go for uh, for Chuck from Castaway. So that's the Desert Island movie where he's a guy on a desert island. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, obviously Chuck is just another word for throw and say it with me. Throw-ons are how you win games. Oh, you didn't join me. You didn't join in. Tell you who will join in, Donna Ringall. She loves the song. <laughs> there it is, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Chuck, he can, he can chuck the ball in and when it goes off, which is a helpful position. It's a strong position. It's necessary. So he's, he's, a, he's a long throw specialist. Yeah, long, there you go. Okay. Long throw specialist. Yeah. Also, I hate to make this the recurring thing, but I love that when you said everyone joining with me, you said throw-ons as opposed to throw-ins. But carry on. You, you, you well. keep going. <laughs> Damn. Uh, baby steps, guys. Baby steps. Um, okay, so that's his, his strongest feature. Uh, the rest is, is obviously just filler. No, he has, uh, he has his bum out most of the film, which is distracting mm. potentially to the opposite team. A bit of... Uh, youthful sort of 2000 era Hank's bum. Uh, it, could, it could be distracting. It, it could uh, work as a benefit to us. Uh, now, the biggest thing, actually, as well as his uh, throwing skills, Chuck, on a desert island, he is definitely going to be the guy, more than anyone, who wants to win a match. Because then once you've won a match, you can start a fire, which is how you survive on a desert island. <laughs> so this guy is going to try and win as many matches as he can. <laughs> Come on. It's a survival movie. Of course he needs matches. <laughs> so that's his incentive. I bet it's stronger than anyone else's. And that's his guiding force. The, de- the desire for fire. Yeah. <laughs> matches, matches, matches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, he also, uh, of course, uh, his best friend on the island is uh, a volleyball, uh, like a beach ball called uh, Wilson, uh, which yeah. he gets very attached to. Uh, he spends, I think it's four, four or five years on the island uh, talking to this ball. So by the time he's now playing for us on the football team, he understands the mind of a ball. He understands, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen. He, he just knows it. He knows a ball probably better than anyone. He's he spent lonely nights in a cave on an island with a ball. Uh, so basically, when it when it comes to it, Wilson can uh, he can give some insight on what the actual ball is going to be doing in the match. He can also be a decoy because we allow we allow accessories on this uh, on these football teams, of course. So naturally, Chuck's accessory is going to be Wilson the beach ball. It's going to play a decoy. The other team will be like, "Oh no, which ball is it?" You know, <laughs> only well, it's a, it's a fact of life. One ball always gets neglected. So <laughs> statistically, they're going to be a bit confused and uh, not know which one they're going for. I love it. So. Outside of long throw specialist, do you have a position for him in the team or is it literally, is he just going to be throw-ins only? Yeah, I went for defender. Mm. Uh, I figure if he can throw really long, then that means he can do it from a defensive position near his goal. If he was a short throw specialist, you'd have to have him on the other side, on the opposite team's side. Because you can only throw it. Because he has to throw it into the goal. Otherwise, there's no point in throwing it. So, so <laughs> the, the tactic is to throw it into the goal. But Chuck... His name is Chuck. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, as as a as acting referee for the game, I do have to tell you oh. that you're not allowed to throw the ball directly into the goal. Oh, Jesus, it has to take another touch. That's okay. He could, you know, if he's is, good at it, if he can still throw it to someone, and very far. Is it because throwing it in is really easy? 
Um, I don't or is know it just because it's more inclusive? Come on, let everyone have a go. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're like, well, it is football. Like it should. Well, I suppose you can head it in. I don't see why yeah. you can't throw it in. Yeah. Can a goalie at one end lob it? If a goalie's name was Lob, yes. uh, can he lob it into the other goal? Yes. Ah. ah. Although that would be a hell of a throw to throw from one goal to the other. Throw. If, his, if he had a, a fun Russian name like Hell of a Lob. <laughs> And, you know, that's his specialty. I'm going to wait for Tom Hanks to play a hell of a lob. But sadly, at the moment, it's just Chuck. <laughs> just now, it's just Chuck. Chuck and the ball, uh, which sounds like a terrible cop film. Uh, so he's in defence. Um, next up, I'm going to go for uh, a position which I have never had in all the Ooh. 13, 14 episodes of this. I've never had a midfielder because <laughs> I didn't really understand it up until uh, last time where I was told <laughs> it's the person that goes in the middle of the field. <laughs> So now I get it. So I'm going to go for Forrest Gump, uh, who is the character he plays in the film, Forrest Gump. Uh, Now, I'm I'm trying to think. So a a midfielder, from my understanding, needs to do a little bit of attacking, a little bit of defending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jack of all trades, all-rounder. So uh, I have tactics for both of these uh, uh, skills. So uh, if we're trying to get him to defend, he needs an incentive. So his accessory is Jenny naked on a stool playing Bob Dylan on a guitar. Okay. <laughs> now, we put this accessory in the goal, in our goal, and he is going to want to defend that thing. In the movie, he's always yeah. defending Jenny and, like, punching people. He's a proper slugger, you know. He, he'll, he'll take out anyone who gets nearer. So if you, you pop a sort of, yeah, just on, on a little stool playing a guitar, uh, then, yeah, he's going to defend that thing. So that's, that's going <laughs> to appeal to his defensive instincts. Mm, sure. And then for his attacking instincts, we need to, uh, well, it's quite simple. You need to kind of get the ball in front of him, uh, as long as he's in a good sort of straight line toward the goal. Uh, as long as the ball's in front of his feet, and then you all yell, run, Forrest, run, and he'll just go for it. Yeah, He'll yes. just uh, sort of beeline straight for the uh, for that uh, goal. So that's obviously his attacking strength. As you'll notice, Forrest Gump runs, so you've got to use the running skill at some point, haven't you? You've got to use that running. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's a bit of a polymath, isn't he? He's got a lot of skills, Forrest. He's multi-talented. Yes. He he does pick up sports very quickly. Mm. Uh, yeah, ping pong and uh, running and uh, American football and drinking Dr. Pepper. He picks up all of those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, unbelievable stamina as well. He's going to be running all day, like all match. Yeah, non-stop. I think he ran for four years. <laughs> I think yeah, it was, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to combat that for the other team, just him running around everywhere. Yeah, exceptional stamina. Uh, also, there's uh, there's a little secret. So he himself says uh, that Mama says they were my magic shoes. They could take me anywhere. So as long as he's wearing his magic shoes, uh, he can be taken anywhere. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we want to take him straight to the to the baddie's goal. Uh, so we're going to use his magic <laughs> shoes for that power. Uh, you also, you can't tackle wind. Everyone knows this. Try and tackle wind. You can't. It's wind. And Forrest says, now you wouldn't believe it if I told you, but I could run like the wind blows. <laughs> so I think what he's saying is he is wind. <laughs> and you can't tackle it. Very difficult. You're right. Yeah. <gasps> Matt, was this pick mainly a excuse to do this impression that you've clearly been working quite hard on? I love you. <laughs> do you know my, my favourite line in Forrest Gump? It's the one no one ever quotes is, sometimes there just aren't enough rocks. <laughs> it's a good one it's a good one but weirdly never on a t-shirt is he, he's, he's good in all weather as well like yes. with all types of rain big <laughs> old fat rain bad <laughs> rain 
rain that just come up from that unbelief. Yeah, all the types of rain. I only he's... said that because I really like your impression of it. <laughs> he uh, he's really good uh, with you know if you're if you're doing a big match and he has to meet the queen afterwards or some you know or some world leaders he just doesn't bat an eyelid when he's meeting US presidents which he does frequently mm-hmm. so he's very good at that uh, he's he's always has the chocolates with him which is just good energy good uh, <laughs> good uh, what's that word that's like potatoes and stuff carb loading when you're carb loading carb. athletes do that <laughs> yeah, but chocolate's not carb Pota- potato chocolates um <laughs> but yeah that's all i have to say about that good pick forrest gump yeah. in the middle of the park i'm so proud of you for picking a midfield well for the first time. you'll be very proud of my second uh, position after that which is another midfielder hey. i got very excited about fully clearly understanding what a midfielder does uh, which is a person who attacks and defends <laughs> Uh, so I've gone for Turner from Turner and Hooch. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the, uh, the the cop movie where Tom Hanks plays a cop who has to look after a big slobbery dog who is a witness to a murder. Okay, the dog's, the dog's owner gets murdered and uh, he's the cop who has to try and track down the, the murderer of this dog's old owner. So, uh, first of all, Turner spends half the movie i watched it recently turner spends half the movie in his underwear uh and he's for some reason every time he's dealing with the dog in his house he's just in his pants uh wrestling the dog bathing the dog feeding the dog he stores in his pants so once again i can distract the baddies with uh, a sort of an early 90s 80s tom hanks bum you're putting a lot of stock in the idea that tom hanks bum is going to be distracting but then we do have donna and her three partners so if anyone's (laughs) going to be distracted by a bum yeah it's meryl donna there you go Lauren, I mean, it's very noble of you there, pointing out your own problem. But uh, yeah, Donna could well be distracted by all this Hank's butt. I appreciate it, Lauren. Yes, thank you. Yeah, but... got to see Donna. Exactly. Uh, now, obviously, I love an accessory. His accessory is Hooch, uh, the, the dog, uh, which is of course the main draw for picking Turner and Hooch. Otherwise, it's just you're just picking a sort of a nice, mild-mannered Tom Hanks character. But he's got a great big dog. Uh, the species I looked up is a is a, a doggy de Bordeaux, which does sound like a wine, but is a type of dog. Uh, now, he uh, he eats up the competition just like he eats up the interior of a police car in an apartment. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> however, I do have tax- tactics with the dog. You just can't have a dog running amok. The dog will just chase after the ball, rip it to pieces. It'll be a, it'll be a total mess. So, with the attacking the defensive things, what we do is we blame the murder of Hooch's owner on the opposition. Therefore, the dog mm. will do nothing but hunt down the opposition. They will be on the attack... <laughs> Very aggressively thinking, oh, you know, woof, 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 you murdered my owner. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, uh, Lauren, if you want to bring your dog back to check that that's uh, how a dog thinks, maybe (laughs) (laughs) even even when a dog thinks, it says woof, woof, woof in its mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then proceeds to think in English. Yeah. 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 That's how it works. So, yeah, his, his attacking strategy is we tell him that everyone on the opposite team murdered his owner. Uh, and then, of course, the the defensive strategy is we get, we get the dead body of his owner, who was like the sort of old old guy who lived out by the boats, and we we just chuck that thing into our own goal next to naked Jenny on a stool, <laughs> <laughs> and Hooch will guard that body loyally. He will defend that body. He won't let anyone near him. Uh, in the movie, they train the, the the pound guys come in and try and capture him, and he won't let it happen. 
he put he pushes them hilariously off the pontoon into the water and we all laughed uh but yeah so he'll defend the dead body and he will avenge it as well oh strong tactical stuff here <laughs> sam yeah yeah the go- the goal is looking very busy <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in it there's no goalkeeper but there's still four people on the goal line <laughs> One of them is dead, to be fair, but and one of them is also a dog. But I really want the goal line to go like along and then do the outline of the body. <laughs> the body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very good. That is uh, <laughs> clapping's not good for a podcast, but I couldn't Strong. help myself. That's <laughs> that's very funny. That's very good. Yeah, they have an abundance of white paint. So uh, <laughs> not a problem at all. Uh, now, uh, I guess moving moving on again. Uh, I have a, a captain. Now, he's, Tom Hanks played a few captains. He was uh, Captain Phillips. Uh, but then very quickly in Captain Phillips, he isn't the captain. Famously, someone else <laughs> says, I am the captain. So he's not a captain anymore in that one. So I can't have him. Uh, so I'm going to go for Captain Miller, who is uh, his character in Saving Private Ryan. Sure. So uh, he's, uh, this is you know World War II Steven Spielberg movie where he leads a, a group of uh, dudes across World War II to try and find Matt Damon. Uh, spoiler. Uh, and... <laughs> So the crucial reason for picking him, uh, of course, apart from the fact that you save a lot of money on the shirts because you don't have to write Captain. He's already got it. Uh, That's his first name, Captain Miller. Uh, He doesn't mind mud. He was uh, fighting the European campaign in uh, World War II and there's a lot of mud. Uh, On a football pitch, uh, there's a lot of mud. He doesn't mind it. He's okay with it. Uh, in fact, he's also, of course, very used to uh, being in charge of a small group of men on a field. Yeah. Uh, typically a battlefield. Yeah. This is probably a step down from a battlefield. There's, <laughs> there's way less artillery. It's kind of a, it's a nice little Sunday for him. You know what I mean? And what position are you thinking of Captain Miller being in? Is, is he your striker or your goalkeeper? Where, where oh, you I see. Yeah, a captain ha- can have to, has to have a position as well. Uh, well he's an attacker. <laughs> I'm going to yes. have him as an attacker. <laughs> Because uh, I, I, I might be overusing the midfield thing. Well, it makes sense. He's, 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 he's winding his way through opposition defences, isn't he? Yes. That's what he's doing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he has, he has to get through defences with like mm. explosives and stuff. Now, uh, obviously, <laughs> I love an accessory. So his accessory is going to be a medic, a sniper, an explosive expert, <laughs> uh, two infantry soldiers and Vin Diesel. So that's going to be his accessory, <laughs> if that's allowed. And he's a... <laughs> I mean, it is, of course, up to uh, today's referee, which is Sam, if he has allowed what sounds like a full squad of soldiers. Well, I'll, I'll cast your memories back to the Game of Thrones episode where I thought I legitimately had Daenerys Targaryen with her three dragons, but I was only allowed one. So this isn't even the same types of people. This is lots of different types. <laughs> I, I, I think you Maybe. can only have one, potentially. I- I suspected that having an entire squad of people, uh, more so than the actual number on a Fantasy Five mm. team, might be an issue. So I did have a <laughs> secondary uh, plan, uh, which is that his accessory is going to be sticky bombs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sticky bombs. But, uh, but essentially, it's a very simple little thing. They're made up of dynamite and socks and engine grease. And in the movie, he uses them to blow up tanks and stuff. So my understanding is he can just fill up all of the socks of his team with explosives and just wang them around the pitch uh, lots of explosions, big, scary uh, bangs, very scary stuff. Okay. Uh, there's also, I mean, there's there's more messy bangs than a drunken night out in Newcastle. Am I right? <laughs> and, uh, Roll on and- April the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's his, his strategy is to uh, be a good leader, be okay with mud and set off a lot of explosives. I was, I was worried initially that you might, 
be it might be problematic with Maggie Thatcher flying around everywhere. But now that you have a throwable explosive, yeah, you've dealt with it. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we know, and we know he'll go to great lengths to get the job done. You know, he will put mm. up with hell and high water to 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 save Private Ryan. So if if his mission is score a goal, you know he's going to do everything in his power to do it. Yes, even if the goal seems ridiculous. Even if the girl sends them up against the odds, he will complete that goal. Uh, yeah, that's my idea. <laughs> was, so, was there uh, any part of you oh, yeah. that maybe thought that you should put Captain Miller in goal because his film is saving Private Ryan mm. and goalkeepers <laughs> have to save the ball? Any, oh, anything, oh, anything there? I struggle to think of a logical reason to have a goalie and you have found it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably... Arguably, I might do a little bit of a change-up of roles when I tell you who my goalie is and the complete lack of reason why that person's the goalie. <laughs> this really works out well, sir. Also, that, does that mean that his, his, um, uh, his accessory, I could, I could change it to one of those Normandy beach defences, you know, those big like, metal things that stop <laughs> like landing craft. So I'd have, uh, I'd have a naked, naked Jenny on a stool... Uh, a dead body, a Normandy beach defence. This is the best episode of the Generation Game ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cuddly toy. Um, I mean, aren't aren't the beach defences the? Isn't that the Nazi thing? They put them there. Yeah, but I think the Americans won. So I think afterwards they they so afterwards they just spoiler, claimed it. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler for Sorry. World War Two. There. Yeah, I reckon that after you've yeah you've beat people, you're allowed to take their um their beach defences. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, well, okay, so who I did have in goal, uh, that this now might change, is Robert Langdon, who is his character in The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and Inferno. He's the sort of super smart brainy boy who runs around <laughs> following clues to stop the Illuminati, I think. Uh, Sam, you've actually read the books, haven't you? I, I have a worrying problem with Dan Brown. I've read them all at least twice, love them. Yeah, was that an accurate description of his character and what he does? Yeah, pretty much. He's he's yeah, very very smart man. Very good. I mean, he can un- he he famously unlocks things. <laughs> Does he? So I, I assume he can unlock defenses with I don't know long throws or or ta- with tactics with with just knowledge. He's just a, a, a very yeah. smart, mindful player. Well, exactly. So uh, my understanding, he's very smart uh, sort of chap, always finding clues. So he can find hidden clues that lead him to discovering yeah. the secrets of the baddie's weakness. Okay, I'll give you an example. A player is on the attack. Langdon notices the studs on their boots are in the shape of a storogram, an ancient Christian symbol, but angled and a longitudinal line towards the Louvre in Paris. Langdon hops on a plane and makes his way to the Louvre, where he finds a half-eaten croissant pointing toward a statue of Tom Hanks's butt. But he is briefly distracted, him. but then it leads him on to a magnificent crack, like the butt, in the Mariana <laughs> Trench, where, he, where lies a sunken wreck of an Illuminati pedalo. The pedalo. Pedal O. O. O is the 15th letter of the alphabet. Two football players would have four legs. 15 minus 4 is 11. The 11th alphabet, election the alphabet, is K, which is the first letter in the word kick, which is what the attacking player is therefore going to do. So now all Langdon has to do is go all the way back to the pitch and stop him from kicking. <laughs> Langdon. <laughs> that was, there was a lot of work in that, Matt, and I'm very appreciative. Having said all of that, do you now want to make him your striker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be better. Yeah, just, yeah I'm making the striker. I, I, I did struggle trying to find out exactly what he did, what his job was. It's like you're a professional sleuther. It's a it's a symbologist, which yeah. when you it sounds like a person who uh, obviously understands symbols. 
And so I got excited because yeah. I thought, that's brilliant. If he understands symbols, he probably has symbols and therefore has the rest of a drum kit. And so he can block up the goal with his drum kit and symbols. It's <laughs> <laughs> just this. I'm just crashing this, this uh, dr- uh, goal filled with stuff right now. But apparently that's not what symbologist is. I like the idea that he might have designed the, uh, the emblem for the team. There might be some like hidden symbols within the, uh, the team yeah. crest. Exactly. They could, uh, yeah, they have a different crest each week, which has a different uh, attack oh, yeah. plan, you know, battle plan. Oh, nice. Which only they understand because he's into symbols. He's very hardy as well, Langdon. I believe Is at he? one point he survives a parachute failure. He's thrown out of a plane but survives. I think that happens at one point yeah. in one of the books. He, he spends his lot of time, a lot of time in a suit and, uh, and office shoes, but running through mm. cobbled streets of European cities yeah. trying to solve mysteries. So that's I guess he's tough. quite good stamina as well, probably. Yeah. R- running on cobbles is, you know, that, that takes some fancy footwork, in my opinion. I, I struggle to walk on cobbles if it's damp. Right. <laughs> Very well travelled as well. Like some players, uh, they're better at home than they are away. He plays well all over the place. He's in, he's in Florence, and then he's in like Vienna. He's all over the shop. Yes. Uh, well, good. Yeah, I'll have him as an attacker, and then the Saving Private Ryan dude as a as a okay. goalie. So that's my that's my five. Obviously, there, there's many many great Hanks characters that I considered. Uh, I'm thinking at some point I might I do a substitution, and that I'm going to go for Jim Lovell, which is his character in Apollo 13. Uh, he's pretty good when uh, when you know the situation goes bad and you need to really find your way out of an impossible situation. So I'm going to use him for that moment, uh, and also his accessory will be a Saturn V rocket, which he can of course transport the ball in at speed of fifteen thousand five hundred miles per hour. So he's going to be a late goal kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely going to miss its target though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yes, it didn't. It never achieved what it meant to do, uh, but it did it very quickly. Uh, okay, I'm going to have a coach. I need someone who actually understands the game. Uh, unfortunately, I can't find any films where Hanks played a football coach, but he, in, uh, he does play Jimmy Dugan uh, in A League of Their Own, where he coaches a group of lovable misfit baseball players. So I figure that's pretty good. That's a sport with a ball in it. Great. Uh, I'll tell you what, Hanks, you do not want. And Lauren, you'll probably find this is the Streep character that you don't want either. You don't <laughs> want their characters in the post. Because that is the one thing you do not want to hit when you're trying to score a point. <laughs> if those, if uh, Hanks and Streep had been in a film called The Net, like the Sandra Bullock film, then, yeah, then we could talk about it. But we do not want them in the post. Is that the only time that Hanks and Streep appear together is in, is in the post? Surely they've been together right, other than that. They feel That's like the only... they must have been because they're Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. Right. Uh, I think it was only in the post. I don't know if you, Lauren, I if you came across Hanks on your journey. No. We can we can Google it. We can Google yeah, it. Yeah, I'm giving it a quick check. Give a quick. You're doing a quick check. Uh, but yes, those are my characters. Obviously, you know that you could have Woody the cowboy. He's a famous Hanks character, but he instantly freezes and drops to the floor whenever he sees humans. So that would not be a long lived character. Nightmare. Yeah, be rubbish. <laughs> uh, so that is my uh, that is my fantasy five. I'll remind you of who I have in uh, in defence. I have Chuck from Castaway on the midfield. I have Forrest Gump and Turner and Hooch. Uh, then now in goal, I have uh, the captain from Saving Private Ryan, and the go. Uh, and now as the attacker is Robert Super Clue Master from the Da Vinci Code. Robert Super Clue Master. Um, yeah, good, good, good team, Matt. Very impressed. Uh, just so you both know, uh, the post, but also the 2006 animated classic, The Ant Bully, stars both Meryl <laughs> Streep and Tom Hanks. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we've got two exciting teams. Now, let's check in with our managers and see how they feel about the upcoming match. Lauren, you've just heard Matt's team there. Now, now you know what you're up against. How do you feel about your chances? Are you confident? Are you still confident? I think it's a strong team, but I'm still very confident. We've got too many strong-minded, sneaky women, which is the key to success. Sneakiness is going to be your 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 ace in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> very sneaky way. <laughs> <laughs> like you're keeping something from me that I should know. Um, Matt. You, I mean, you, you'd already heard uh, Team Merrill, but now, now both squads are lined up against each other. What do you think? Uh, I think it, it'll be it'll be a good match. Uh, I think yes, ultimately Merrill does play a, a few sneakier, more edgier characters. Uh, Hanks will will happily sort of uh, congratulate them and open the door for them and uh, check everyone's okay and their glasses of water are filled. So I don't know if that tactic's really going to pay off as an aggressive attack. We'll see what happens. Well, we will soon find out. We've done the teams. We've done the pre-match interviews. It's time for kickoff. Welcome to the stadium here on the little bit of grass out the back of Hotel Villa Donna on the fictional Greek island of Kalakairi as Team Meryl Streep host Team Tom Hanks in what will surely be an Oscar-worthy contest of footballing prowess. Players just coming down the red carpet onto the pitch, and they look ready to act. And there's the kickoff as the ghost of Donna Sheridan from Mamma Mia 2 swirls around in the middle of a park, sending various Hankses running in fear. Hooch leaps into Turner's arms in terror. Oh, it's like a real-life Scooby-Doo moment. Robert Langdon sets about trying to disprove the existence of ghosts with an elaborate trip to Istanbul. Miranda Priestley takes advantage of the chaos and slides a perfectly presented pass up to Katarina the Shrew, who shrewdly slots it past Captain Miller into the Hanks goal. Seconds down and it's 1-0 already. Is this going to be a whitewash, Sam? Far too much attacking freedom for Team Street being allowed here. Yes, because defender Chuck from Castaway is so excited at seeing real-life people, he keeps breaking down and crying. There's an early stoppage here, and it appears as though the ghost of Donna is being hooked off already. Embarrassment for the player, or intentional mind games from the manager? Goalie Donna seems delighted not to see the death that became her up top, and a seemingly riled-up Joanna Kramer fills the attacking position. And she looks hell-bent on taking everything the opposition has. Somebody just asking Chuck which famous Rachel starred in hit show The O.C. Bilson! Forrest Gump has the ball and he is running with some determination. He tries a bit of fancy footwork to spin round Maggie Thatcher, but she's not fooled. This lady is not for turning. Chuck just being asked by his boy what form paracetamol usually takes. A Pilsen! Priestley now running away down the runway. A million girls would kill for her job, Sam. They would, and she's taking on Gump, is ruthless with her cruel taunting on the ball, dealing out emotional and psychological abuse. But Gump is completely oblivious to it and bats away the ball with a ping-pong paddle. A farmer's market mathematician has just asked Chuck what you would call it if you add a certain amount of dill to another amount of dill. A dill sum! 
Turner and Hooch charging down the wing. Little passes back and forth between man and man's best friend. It really feels like this should count as a sixth player. And yet here we are. Hooch is slightly distracted as he recognises Margaret Thatcher as the bitch she is and roughly mounts the former Prime Minister. That gives Turner some space to cross into the box. As Robert Langdon returns from Istanbul into the area, clutching an ornate copper lockbox that will set up the sequel, he leaps up for the header. Oh, but Donna toils gracefully to catch it with a choreographed clap. She really is a dancing queen. And it's half-time, as Mama Donna is providing the half-time entertainment with yet more ABBA. Nice to see man-child Josh from the movie Big adding to the music by playing with his feet on a giant toy store piano. It appears for the time being that Forrest Gump has given up his life as a professional footballer and is now the pitch's groundskeeper. I love doing it so much, I cut that grass for free. Uh, that means that Apollo 13's Jim Lovell will be subbing on. There he is now, beginning the rigorous years of training and millions of dollars of taxpayer money to ready himself for the second half. Chuck offering to start the second half with a throw on, uh, but the ref's not having any of it. Yep, the referee blowing his whistle now for the second half, and Hooch has instantly attacked and eaten said whistle. Miranda streeping down the pitch with the ball, but is distracted by Turner and Chuck streaking up the pitch. Those guys are not leaving much of the imagination in the pants department. If there's a protrusion, we'll have a problem. Miranda loses possession here to Jim Lovell, who launches it to Hooch, who buries it in the back of the net. Literally. That's one all. What incredible performances from both teams. Mm. Free kick for Team Streep in a dangerous position. Oh no, that is a tame ball in from Katarina. But Maggie Thatcher swoops down from the skies to knock the ball past Captain Miller. And Jenny. And Hooch's dead owner. And the Normandy Beach defences. Pinpoint accuracy from Thatcher. She really knows how to cause maximum harm to an array of people simultaneously. 2-1. The ramifications of her actions will live long in the memory. You can see Castaway Chuck looking very disappointed that his volleyball accessory isn't fooling anyone into thinking that it's the match ball. Maybe it's because the match ball doesn't have a face drawn in blood on it, but who's to say? Not long to go now in this contest, and it seems that Joanna Kramer has drawn the referee into a lengthy and expensive court battle to determine if she should be awarded a goal in reparations for the way that she has been treated throughout the game. The referee can't handle the persistent power of her prosecution, and he crumbles. He's blown the whistle. He's given Kramer a goal, $30,000, and full custody over his children. Unbelievable scenes. It's 3-1. And after being nominated for 21 Oscars and only winning three, it's nice to see Meryl Streep taking the victory here, as it will do wonders for her otherwise, frankly, embarrassing win-loss ratio. And there's the final whistle. The Hanks team leave with a smile on their faces, congratulating the opposition and making sure everyone gets home safe. It's true what they say. Nice guys finish last. Back to you in the studio. Well, there we have it. A storming victory for Team Meryl Streep. Lauren, how does it feel to be victorious? It feels good, but I knew I was going to win all along. It's Meryl <laughs> Streep. Like, I was very confident. Obviously, we had Joanna Kramer 
pulling through with them goals. The secret weapon that no one knew we needed. Exactly. Matt commiserations. Yeah, uh, I think I relied too heavily on Tom Hanks' butt stuff. It never really, uh, <laughs> never really kind of panned really out, did it? <laughs> i got to think more forward. <laughs> well, congratulations, Lauren, and thank you so much for joining us. If people have enjoyed Lauren, please check her out on social media. What's your handles? Where can people find you, Lauren? You can find me on Twitter, at Lauren Patterson, uh, Instagram at Lauren underscore Patterson and my dog is on Instagram at Wreck-It Ralph the dog <laughs> of course your dog's on Instagram uh, <laughs> there's no leaderboard to update today because uh, uh, Lauren and Matt was just a special guest match uh, no points on the board and Matt frankly that's good for you because you're still languishing at the bottom of the table <laughs> over in the main season not strong let us know what you thought about today's teams, all the results on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's just the one handle, Lauren. That, you could learn something there. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Uh, big thank you to our producer, Paul, for making us sound great. For Lauren Patterson for joining us today, please follow us, give us a review, tell your friends about it. Sam, what have we got next week? It's Big Beans. It's the one we've all been waiting for. It's Dr. Zeus versus Roald Dahl. <laughs> Things are going to get childish. We <laughs> will see you then. It's time for us to hit the showers. Do you mind if I shower in here? Okay. What shower settings does it have? The shower has every kind of setting there is. A little bit of stinging shower, a big old fat shower, shower the fluid sideways, and sometimes... Shower even seems to come straight up from underneath. Oh God! Oh. What's wrong? You're not wearing any clothes. I think I'll run away now. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 